listening to the Estranged Heart Podcast, and I'm your host, Creed Revere. Welcome back to our returning listeners, and if this is your first time here, thank you for selecting this podcast to listen to. As we begin today's episode, I invite you to grab a cup of coffee or tea, settle in, and listen with an open heart. But first, the regular disclaimer. I am not a licensed therapist or counselor. Nothing within this podcast should be considered or taken as therapy. If you are in need of therapeutic support, such as counseling, please seek out a therapist near you. For today's announcements, I only have one, and that is tomorrow, Monday, October 31st, is um, the one-year anniversary of the Estranged Heart Podcast. Um, I can't believe it's been a year uh, that the Estranged Heart has been out in the world, but it has, and tomorrow will there will be a bonus episode. Um, where I will talk about all the insights and changes and growth and all of the what-haves and wherefores <laughs> that have happened over the last year. So please be sure to tune in um, to that episode. I invite you to celebrate with me. Um, this has been quite a journey and one that I am still very honored to share with you and experience to share with you. Um, so yeah, again, Happy one-year anniversary to the estranged heart. So as we begin today's episode that is titled The Gift of Change, Embracing Change as a Catalyst for Reconciliation, I have a couple of quotes. The first one is, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. And that is by Wayne Dyer. The second is, change is the law of life. And those who look only to the past or present are certain to miss the future. And that is by John F. Kennedy. And the last one is, if we don't change, we don't grow. If we don't grow, we aren't really living. And that is by Gail Sheehy. So when I contemplated today's episode, you know, there's so many topics that I could talk about. But here uh, on the eve of the one-year anniversary of the podcast, um, I really, really thought about change and the amount of change that has happened to me personally and the change that has happened in the folks that I work with, um, my coaching clients, the mothers that I support in the support groups, the estranged adult children that I work with, and the changes that they have experienced over this last year. And while we all experience change as something that's not so great, that leads us into estrangement, there is a gift of change that can happen that can lead us out of it. And that's what I want to talk about today. So this morning, as many of us do, I was on Facebook scrolling through and my memories popped up. And today, 25 years ago, was my first night on patrol as a police officer. And that time period in my life was... was a time when I enjoyed life. I thought I had the world by the tail. And um, 
I was challenged in ways I had never been challenged before and saddened in ways I had never been saddened before and had to face some really mm, difficult realities. And in the end, I mean, I spent over a decade in public safety, working in some some capacity in the public safety field, and it took a, a lot of change for me to be the person I am today, having experienced that occupation. Um, So, that being said, um, I wanted to read something that I wrote related to that memory um, that came up and then talk about change and how it, um, how it can help us, even though it's something that most of us fear. Most of us um, will turn and run the other direction if given the opportunity. Um, And I am inviting you to consider viewing it from a different perspective. Again, putting on that hat of curiosity and thinking about what life could look like if we thought about it a little differently. So what I wrote regarding this um, memory on Facebook uh, regarding my career in law enforcement, I wrote, I'll never forget that to everything there is a purpose. Perhaps my purpose in uniform was to learn and then share the lessons of the dangers of placing those with power on pedestals, be it the thin blue line, the brotherhood known as parenthood or the presidency. While I accomplished several personal achievements during that time in my life, I've achieved far greater things by recognizing the inherent illness that permeates such a career and hence changed course. So again, um, for me and my take on the law enforcement career, is it's it was it was extremely toxic for me um i was um all hyped up on power and control and it was it was unbelievably toxic and i couldn't see it i could not see it i was completely and utterly blind to it um and yet others saw it clear as day and when they told me about it, I argued with them. I told them they were crazy. They didn't know what they were talking about. They'd understand if they were in the, my shoes and so on and so on and so on. And at the same time, I was not in healthy relationships with most everyone in my life. Um, and I couldn't see it when I was in it. So I was given an ultimatum by my, um, by my partner to either leave law enforcement or the relationship was over. And so I chose to leave, to leave law enforcement. And, 
it took me a number of years to realize the toxicity that I was in, the, the toxicity of my beliefs and my judgments and my preconceived notions that I had about everybody in the world because I had worn the uniform and looked at the world through that lens. Now, how does, how does that relate to estrangement? Well, when we are forced into change, as we are with estrangement, we are not able to see perhaps what our children are telling us that things need to change and why they need to change and generally the fingers pointed at us and it really hurts when it is you know it's it seems to be a personal attack right and that's how most of us take it as a personal attack and so when you're in that it's really difficult to find value in changing because our natural defenses come up. We want to defend, we want to argue and state that the other person is wrong and we are right and they don't know what they're talking about and we've never done such a thing. Um, And all of that are our defenses coming up in an effort to um, help us to handle our fears, right? Because we have fears that come up through estrangement. Those fears of, you know, what's going to happen, what has happened, how did we get here, um, how in the world are we ever going to fix this and change this, those kinds of things. Um, And so when we are deep in it, what I call deep in it, as I was deep in law enforcement, um, I, I believed what I saw through that lens. 25 years later, I can tell you that when I was in that, I I was clueless as to how toxic I was, how judgmental I was, how power hungry I was. When I was in it, I was making excuses. I'm wearing the badge, I've trained, I've gone through training to be able to do this. I know more than you do, so on and so so forth. And I think that that we as parents kind of have the same attitude, right? I'm the parent, I'm older, I know what I'm doing, you don't, you need to listen to me, those kinds of things. And again, it's really, when you're in it, you can't see it. And so our kids come along and they say, this isn't, this isn't working for me any longer. And then that forces us into a change. And I don't know about you, but, um, I tend to handle change better when it's my idea (laughs) and something I want to do as opposed to having it imposed upon me. Right. So that's kind of where our kids are at, right? Our kids are like, I'm taking control of my life and I am going to impose this on this other person. So it's my choice. And so they tend to have um, an quote unquote easier time. And when I say that, I don't, that does not mean that they don't suffer and they don't cry and they don't have sadness and regrets and pains. They do. They have all of those things that we have. There's just, it's just in a different form. But 
they, it's a change that they have implemented. So we as parents feel like the rug has been pulled out from under us. We don't have a clue what's, what's happened and we are being forced to change in order to come back into reconciliation with our kids. And therefore our hackles, we get our hackles up and we're not willing to do that. And how dare they? And so on and so forth. And in reality, the one, you know, there's, what is that saying? There's two constants in the world and that's change and taxes, right? The world at large changes. Look at our seasons. We're in autumn now. You know, the trees are losing their leaves. The trees are changing colors. Things are dying. Things, things change. Nothing Nothing remains static. We change. We grow older every year, right? We may change homes and locations and jobs and careers and friends and what's what's our favorite shopping mall? I mean, life changes. So for us to think that our the relationship with our children should not change is to me kind of ludicrous. I mean, of course it's going to change. And how can we look at that change, welcome it, and then see it as a gift? And depending on where you're at in your estrangement experience will depend on whether you're probably sitting there saying, you know what, Creed, you can just shut the hell up because right now I don't see any of this as a gift. And that's okay. That's okay. I've been there. I know. I know that feeling. I remember a time very clearly when I did, I thought that my estrangement experience was anything but a gift. I'm going to ask you to just leave the door open. It doesn't mean you have to walk through it right now, but leave the door open for that to exist, for the belief of this experience and change being a gift. So we can look at this change being a gift from the estrangement ex- itself, being it being imposed upon us, as well as the change it can bring if we're willing to step into it. And then that is the path and the catalyst for reconciliation. So as you've heard me talk over this last year, this last year with the estranged heart, my life has changed dramatically. My work has changed dramatically. And while, you know, there's fear involved. I've had to overcome that. I clearly remember my pressing the publish button for my first episode of The Estranged Heart. And as soon as I hit publish, I thought, oh no, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't, you know, and what was coming up for me was I was doing something very different. I was putting myself out into the world in a way that I had never done it before. And so that brought up fear. I was 
I had fear in when I was taking my podcasting course and learning how to, how to become a podcaster. Thinking, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I've never done this before. Every time we sit in some sort of training or some sort of group setting, and I can imagine that most of us, you know, when somebody is standing up on stage and then points to us um, in the audience and wants us to to talk and, you know, the fear that grips us by the throat um, that we're going to have to stand up and do something different than what is our norm, which is to sit in the back of the room and shrink and hope that nobody calls on us right? It is, change is scary. It's scary as hell. It elicits all of our fears. And then if we have traumas in our life, it triggers a lot of our traumas. And so we just kind of go into a flight or fight kind of situation or freeze. Um, and, and it's hard to find our way out of that. So what I do in the work that I do with my clients is obviously is, is helping them, number one, to get into therapy. And that is how I learned how to embrace change was baby steps. You know, we live in a society that says, go big or go home. And so many of us tend to think that if I'm not, you know, if I don't make this tremendous leap in the changes that my kid wants, then, and I don't do it right now, all right now, at this very minute, that it, then it's all for naught. And that's not, that's not true. We, what I tend to look at things through the lens of labor and birth and pregnancy. And if we think about that, you know, a baby is not created overnight, right? Baby has to grow in utero. A baby has to be born. There are all these steps and processes to change, right? That mom who is carrying the baby, she goes through changes emotionally, mentally, physically, all of those things in order to become a mom. Even if if you're an adoptive mom, right? There are things, changes that you're going through in order to prepare for this child to enter into your life. And then there are more changes we make when they get here, right? Our life is never the same. So try to think about change being something that you can embrace and slowly step into. Now, I know that some parents will say, but my kid is yelling at me and telling me if I don't change by, I don't know, let's just say Christmas, you know, then, then we can't have a Christmas together and we can't, we, we can never talk again. And they put timelines on you and things like that. And I understand the fear that grips you because you want to have your kid present at family gatherings and family holidays and things like that. Sometimes change requires us to take a different path but helps us to come out on the, at the other end in the location that we intended to begin with. Right. And so if we look at that scenario that we're on this, we're on this roadway and we hit a detour and we have to take this detour around this crater that's in the roadway 
but when we get to the other end of the detour, we're back on the same road that we were on and headed to the same destination. This is the type of change I'm talking about with estrangement. We we can make it to that other side and end up in the same place, i.e. being in relationship with our kid. It's just some changes need to be made along the way. And it might take a bit of time for those changes to be done. Now, for those of you who say to me, I shouldn't have to change. I like who I am. And they haven't changed, so why should I change? Um, I would invite you to get curious about that. And get curious about your resistance to that change. And again, change is scary. It's... It, it brings up all the fears and, and things like that. And so, but I'd invite you to dig a little deeper. Like where, where is that fear coming from? Right? Maybe, maybe in childhood you, you know, I don't know, you had to move schools a hundred times, right? And you were always the new kid. And, and so change is scary. You prefer things to just stay the same so that there's, you're not having to be met with challenges and discomfort and things like that. But discomfort is a part of life. And if we want to be back in relationship with our children, there has to be a level of change. Otherwise, even if you do come back into reconciliation with your child, things are likely not to last. And you could very easily find yourself in an estrangement again. To make lasting change, to make lasting changes and lasting healthy relationships, we must change behaviors, thought processes, beliefs, etc., that got us and brought us to the altar of estrangement, right? We have to change that in order to be able to have the opposite of what we had that got us to estrangement. Um, and so that for many people can be done through therapy. That's what happened for me. And as a reminder, my adult children have not been to therapy to my knowledge regarding the estrangement. I was the one who changed and I changed significantly. And I will tell you in the beginning, when I first entered into my estrangement experience, I was not, I was not thinking I was going to be the, be changing anything. I mean, I fought it. I, I pushed back against it and I was like, you know, called them selfish and all the things, right? And saying, if anybody was going to change, by God, it was going to be them because they're the ones who decided they wanted this and and there was nothing for me to change. And now that I'm on the other side, again, not in it, where it's so difficult to see things when we're in it. Now on the other side of it, I'm like, oh my God, I had everything to change and nothing to stay the same if I wanted to be in healthy relationship and dialogue with my kids. I had to change everything. Absolutely everything. And 
that's what has happened. And I think my, my kids would, would say the same thing. They've told me. They've seen the changes that I've made. So I had to step into my fear. I had to step into the unknown. And I had to begin to explore. And I'm here to tell you that all of my life, I've had people all along the way talk about things for me that they felt were not working in the way that I talked to people or the way that I rolled my eyes um, because I was a big eye roller, like huge, and had no idea I was doing it. That was something that was revealed to me from my training officer as a police, when I was on the road as a police officer. Had no idea I was doing it. So I had to become humble enough to be able to entertain change. If you think that you're right and you have there is nothing for you to change, then it is highly unlikely that you will come back into reconciliation with your child. I'm just going to put it out there. It's highly unlikely. And if it does, it is highly unlikely that it will maintain your being in relationship with one another. For significant change to happen, you have to get to the root of the problem. And for me, the root of the problem was not my kids. The root of the problem was me and my childhood stuff and my baggage and my, all of my things that were ugly to look at, were painful to look at, all of, the, all of that. But I had to in order to make the changes that were needed for my children to feel safe enough and to trust me emotionally and have a relationship with me. So, you know, change again doesn't happen overnight. This is something that took months and months and months for me. It's what I see that um, happens in every one of the success um, stories for my clients and and people that I work with, whether they're paid clients or not. Um, The people that I work with and support who have had successful reconciliations and followed the processes that I teach and I talk about, they have changed. And on the other side of it, they like who they are. They like who they have become. They haven't become some person that their kid now likes and no one else likes. That's not, that's not the type of change I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about a deep internal change. And all of them like who they are today as opposed to who they used to be. And they love their relationship that they have with their children. And those take, it takes time. It's not an overnight fix. It's, as we talk about in the estrangement world, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It takes time. You did not come to estrangement overnight. I know it feels that way at times. For many of us, it feels like, you know, everything was fine and hunky-dory one day and the next day it, it wasn't. And, and again, I know I've talked about this before in the past. It's not, it's not that. It, there's, there's always signs and signals um, and things that we just, we can't see in the moment for a variety of reasons, right? Um, I don't think that 
I think that the parents that intentionally set out to do horrible things to their children are minuscule. Most of us have the best of intentions and still, because we're humans, screw it up along the way. And that's just a part of the process. It just is a part of the process. So anyway, that's where we're at today. Um, I want you to really invite that curiosity in and think about the relationships you, you have, the relationships you had, maybe some of the gripes that folks have had um, or things they have said to you that they thought you could change or improve upon and consider it. It doesn't mean you have to take it for gospel. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, think that it's just the way that it is and, and, you know, you have no good qualities. I'm not saying any of that. I had many good qualities. I still have many good qualities. And it didn't mean that I had to change everything about me. But there were significant things that I needed to change. And I now look at those changes as a gift because today, the world that I exist in today, I love who I am. I resonate with people. People resonate with me. I look for the joy in life where before I was pretty pessimistic and thinking, you know, the world was doomed and and all of these things. And I have since changed. I've worked through that. And so I see this change as a gift. So when I say that my estrangement experience was a gift that my children gave me, they gave me that experience, i.e. gift, so that I could have a better, healthier relationship with them and a better, healthier relationship with myself and in turn, the world. And in turn, the world. I heard um, someone interview a person the other day and it was she was interviewing a woman that was probably in her 60s or 70s. And she said... The woman that was being interviewed was a filmmaker. And the question that she was presented with was, if you could go back to your 20-year-old self, knowing what you know today, what would you do differently? And she simply looked at the camera man and said, or camera person, and said, change the world. And I thought, how wonderful is that? And how many of us think that we can't change the world because we're just one person? I beg to differ. I used to think that very thing. I used to think that there's nothing I could do to help change the world. And I know today, by changing myself, it has a ripple out effect for every relationship I have today, personal and professional, friends, acquaintances, people, the grocery store clerk, like everyone, you can change the world through the gift of change. You just have to open your heart and your mind and be willing to take one step at a time. Just one. I'm not asking you to jump leaps and bounds 
right now. Just take one baby step. This brings this episode to a close. I hope that this time together was time you feel well spent and that you are able to find some takeaway nuggets to help you on your journey, wherever you may be on your estrangement and reconciliation path. If you feel you've received something helpful or positive from this podcast, please consider following us, sharing this podcast with others, or leaving a positive review. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok under the same name, The Estranged Heart. And lastly, if you are an estranged parent or an estranged adult child and would like to have your story shared on the podcast anonymously or not, please reach out via email to theestrangedheart at gmail.com. Until next time.